With us today is uh, former Governor David Patterson, one common sense guy, one smart guy. Uh, David Patterson, Sunday morning, I'm drinking my, my black coffee, uh, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in our city, our state, uh, the, the, the country. Give us some, where do you want to start? Well, let's sweeten up that coffee a little bit, John, and talk no, about... No, I don't use sugar. No sugar, Okay. Uh, we'll talk about the former vice president, Mike Pence. He was in the studio Thursday, and he was part of a discussion along with Senator D'Amato and uh, obviously Chairman Ed Cox and uh, Judge Weinberg, the movie star, and uh, Rita Cosby, yourself, and, and me. And at a certain point when he left, there was a commercial break. And during the commercial break, I'm sure you remember, the Senator Al D'Amato said, if you really think about it, Mike Pence saved this country a whole lot of grief and and just, uh, uh, you know, just anger between the parties and, and, the, and the citizens that live in this country because he was the presiding officer who validates the election results from the states. And just as Al Gore was in a very, very close election, it came down to one state in 2000, Pence uh, as the presiding officer, ratified that that's what those um, states had sent to him. President Trump and a number of people wanted him to use the powers of the presiding officer to reject what these states had sent, and he doesn't have any powers. Now, he could have said it, but all that would have happened is that the uh, – uh, majority leader of the Senate would have then just brought the uh, statistics out in individually, and it still would have certified that Joe Biden was the winner. But I think the fact that there was that much pressure on him, and he did what he thought was right, and I think uh, legally people on both sides of the equation knew it was right, and took a lot of heat for it, and, and you know, got the... Uh, Trump beat, he's never really capital on it, never really tried to be the hero or anything like that. Uh, he just did what he thought was right. In other words, he did his job and he moved on. Uh, understood. And, you know, just to make it all straight, uh, I think there's a lot of things about January 6th that we don't know what the truth really is. But I agree with you that Vice President Pence did do the right uh, uh, decision on uh, on the powers of the, of the vice president, and uh, uh, I think uh, President Trump was uh, uh, was getting very emotional that he thought that the the country uh, was uh, going in the wrong direction and that uh, things happened that shouldn't have happened. And uh, Vice President Pence, I believe, made the right decision. And uh, you're correct. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, go ahead. I think everybody thinks that way. And as we have found, a lot of what went on on January 6th has been investigated now, actually two years afterward. It's still going on. But we also have to respect that people did things in the moment. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I think that's where, on both sides of the aisle, we've lost our way a little bit. People have to make decisions, and those decisions will affect things happening years to come. Some decisions that were made at a particular time, given the passage of time, may not 
have been as accurate as they were believed to be when they were made. But I think we have to give our leaders, governors, presidents, uh, even corporation leaders, a break in the sense that at the time, they're making a decision based on data and evidence and belief that this was the best thing to do. And I think in the case of uh, former Vice President Pence, I don't think there's anybody that really is still critical of the actions he took on that day. Well, I mean, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Look, you are an operating governor, so you know how things move, and they move fast sometimes, and you just have to make a decision. And uh, at the end of the day, we believe that uh, Vice President Pence didn't make the right decision, uh, and I believe that President Trump was acting from emotion, uh, and uh, look, it is what it is. Uh, But again, the January 6th thing, I really want to know the truth about what really happened, who opened the doors, and there were people suffering over it and uh, because of politics. Let's go back to New York State. Uh, we only have a week left or, or so uh, uh, where the budget is due. Uh, can you give the American people or New Yorkers, the, I mean, are we going to be safer on April 1st or we're not? There is a standoff, particularly with respect to bail reform, I think bail reform is an action that actually could be negotiated because what the Democrats were doing in 2019 more than anything else was to try to make sure that people were not sitting in jail with a bail of $300 and couldn't pay it and sit there for nine months to a year, as happened in not a whole lot of cases, but too many to to, uh, make anyone feel comfortable with that. At the same time, the additional discretion for judges is actually something that would be protecting the prosecutors and even the legislature itself if they were given a chance at the last minute. You know, you keep hearing about these people who committed crimes. Somebody uh, in another state shot someone in a school, and it turned out they had been kicked out of another school by having a weapon, but the current school didn't know about it. And so I think the more that, uh, this is what I was saying before, the more that we would allow the judges a little more latitude to make the choice, the safer I think we'd all be, particularly with predicate felons, meaning people who have had more than two or three offenses. And we've seen people get out on jail who had 30 prior offenses, and that goes too far whether you're progressive, conservative, whatever you are, that goes too far for you and your neighbors to have to endure. So do you think the budget will go through on April 1st, or do you think there'll be delays? I think there'll probably be delays. Of course, to make matters worse, April 1st is on a Saturday this year. <laughs> and uh, But I, I, I think it's going to be mid-April before they pass the budget. And I think it's only when they're going to realize that they're going to have to compromise. I am, uh, you know, I've had a friendship with all three of the parties involved, the Speaker Carl Hasty, the Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins. I actually ran her for office when I was the Minority Leader of the Senate in 2004, and she's done a wonderful job. And, of course, um, Kathy Hochul, the governor. I knew her and talked to her a lot when... Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant Governors talk about 
how nobody respects them. And in both of our cases, nobody did. But uh, somehow both of us became governor. <laughs> well, I supported her in a big way uh, during the election. And, you know, I felt she was a tough Irish girl and, and that uh, she's going to be able to do the right thing for the citizens of New York. And, you know, you know uh, Governor, what, what I've been saying all along, there's 20 million New Yorkers, half a million of them, I mean, 484,000 of them have moved out. So for whom do the bells toll? For the, for the 20 million New Yorkers that are here and paying their taxes or for the 3,000 violent criminals? I think that that whole conversation that's come up in the last three or four months, and you've been the real catalyst for the conversation, of recognizing that there are a lot fewer criminals than we actually think. There are far fewer people who are hurting other members of society, and that it's not a number that could not be reduced rather quickly if we had targeted initiatives. And I think that um, particularly on sentencing, the targeting, even more than bail reform, I think on sentencing, the targeting of an, of an initiative to lengthen sentences to keep those individuals off the street as long as possible uh, would be the solution that could make try, crime drop very quickly. It, it's interesting. Uh, Governor, because- I agree with you, but we're almost out of time. But I want to cover one thing. Me and you went to a movie for an opening of a new uh, movie on Thursday. Was it Wednesday night or Thursday night? Uh, and it, the name of the movie was Gotham, and it tells about New York City, New York State, when we were almost in the worst toilet than we are now. Tell the, our audience about it. Uh, it's called Gotham, and it's available on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime. And uh, tell yeah. the audience about it in a minute or less uh, what it covers. Well, it really demonstrated the value of the broken windows program, where you start arresting people for the minor crimes. Then when you look at their history, you find out that they've committed some major crimes. So it's actually a way to get them off the streets. Uh, another thing was transferring more cops from the subways to the platform, because most of the subway crimes are committed on the platform. Um, Using technology for the first time, this is where Mayor Giuliani did use technology for the first time to have a database to uh, reduce crime. And every time these measures have been tried, they have uh, reduced crime. Although I thought it was kind of funny. They made all this fun of Mayor Dinkins because 2,200 people died from gunfire in 1990 and never mentioned that the uh, number of people that have died for gunfire over the last five years of Mayor Koch was between 1,500 and 2,000. So I guess he had a friend who was editing the movie. Uh, agreed, and I enjoyed that movie. And uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, as a Republican and P- Peter Vallone as a Democrat, uh, he was the Speaker of the House, brought it together, and we saved New York. And, Governor, I'm going to work with you. We have to work together to save New York this time around because we're going in the wrong direction. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, John. Have a great Sunday. Thank you.